0: Hey, this is Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the weekly podcast, The Unchangeable Truth, as we sit down with Pastor Stephen and discuss his weekly sermons. We are honored and thankful that you are listening, and we would ask you, no matter what social media platform that you're on, that you would like, share, comment, rate um, this podcast, so that way we can make sure that we get it where we need to. Um, again, we're just thankful that you're able to listen. Also, if you have questions concerning any of the In the sermon or anything that comes through the discussion, you can submit those questions to podcast at highlandpark.org. Again, we thank you that you are listening. Please like and share, and we will see you soon. Well, welcome back to our weekly podcast with Pastor Stephen as we look at Scripture and as we kind of discuss his sermon from. This week, and Pastor Stephen, you know, this week you kind of stuck again on Romans chapter five verses three and four, and the title is "Are you struggling?" And that's a it's a great question that we probably all can uh, relate to, and you know, this is kind of the second week that we've talked about struggling and what it means to struggle uh, as a Christian and how God works through that, and we actually have some questions uh, that asks questions about suffering. So if you don't mind, we're going to go ahead and ask maybe a couple of questions re- regarding what it means to suffer and how we handle that. So um, thank you for your time today, Pastor Stephen. I'm going to go ahead and, and ask this first question. It's from uh, somebody that submitted this. It says, a friend of mine is in a really hard season of suffering right now. She has found herself angry and disappointed in God because she feels like she's been faithful and obedient while she is also searching for answers and clarity, but isn't receiving it. As a friend, I can say that God doesn't promise us a life without suffering, and I get that. But I am guess I'm asking how you'd practically encourage someone in these seasons without just saying, hey, God doesn't want you to suffer, and don't worry about it. I'm praying for you. So, uh, Pastor Stephen, how do we stay hopeful and steadfast in seasons of suffering? That's
1: the question. Well, yeah, I just— I think I think like any area of life, it's um, it's a, it's a choice. It's a, it's a reminder, um, and I would I would even encourage them to well, number one, look at I mean, look at the blessings. Uh, we, uh, we we naturally we want to focus on hard times, suffering, um, the. You know, somebody will be in a car accident, and I can't believe I was in this accident. I can't believe that that God let let this happen. And um, yet we sit there, and we're like, how many, how many times have we driven a car from point A to point B, and nothing did happen? And we didn't stop and say, well, hey, God, thank you. Thank you for letting me get from A to B. All right. And so when we look at life as a whole, uh, I think, I think, uh, I think the good blessings outweigh the bad. Uh, you know, what can, what can you say? I don't, I don't know that it's so much you saying anything as much as just saying, you know, I don't, I don't know. It, it, it makes, it's, it's, it makes no sense. It's, uh, I'm sorry you're having to go through this this difficulty, um, but I'm going to walk through it with you. Um, I'm going to I'm going to try to encourage you every step of the way, and not not giving just pre processed canned answers, um, but but sitting there and even sharing you know your own struggles that you've had and on, your own disappointments and how God moved and how God worked. I think I think the big problem that we struggle with is. Again, trying to uh, figure out things that we were never designed to figure out, and ultimately it boils down to, I'm never going to be able to wrap my mind around this. I mean, I did a funeral the day today, forty nine year old woman mm. loved Jesus with right. all her heart, and and I'm there, and I'm like. I agree. This makes no sense. Right. Uh, I can make a huge list of people that I think probably be better if they went ahead and passed on and she would be much further down the list. I mean, I'm just I'm just being honest. She's, right. a, she's just a godly and a good woman. Yeah. I, I can't. I don't know. I don't know. Why, why do good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I do know that that God still works and God moves, and He's wanting me to continue to play, put my faith in trust in Him, and that's what it is. It's faith. It's faith. I choose to believe that God is moving and God is working even when I don't see it. Uh, and you know, as as someone, I even shared this. Uh, at the end of my sermon Sunday, and honestly, I don't even know if it made it onto the uh, recording, but when I was 21 years old, junior in college, involved in a terrible car accident and uh, changed the trajectory of, me, tra- trajectory of my life and uh, still dealing with issues, you know, some, goodness, 29 years later, uh, but yet God used that to, yeah. to position me uh, to to call me into full-time vocational ministry. And and then all of a sudden you sit there and you say, wow, look at this series of dominoes that have fallen. <laughs> uh, because of that, I ended up at a church in Arkansas. I promise you, uh, if I would not been called to ministry, I never would have been in that town, never would have been there to meet I, my wife. I'm familiar with that yeah, town. I know you are. And, you know, never would have married her, never would have, boom, 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 just... And, and at the time I'm sitting there like everyone else, this... Man, God, why'd you let this happen? God, you don't, you don't love me. I mean, God, I've been faithful to you. Why would this bad happen? And on the flip side, I'm like, wow. At the time, I never would have thought, <laughs> this, is, this, is a, this is a good thing. Or maybe, maybe that's the wrong way to say it. it. I never think, oh, that was a good thing. But what he brought out of it was a good thing. And I, I would say that's the promise. Continue to be faithful to God. What do you say to that friend? Hey, listen, I get it. We all struggle. We all have questions that we just can't wrap our minds around. Um, there are things in life that just make no sense whatsoever. But as a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, the difference is uh, I still put my faith and trust in him, believing and trusting that he's going to keep his promise where he works he works this for for my good, so he will get glory through that, and um, and I'm just going to continue to make that decision to be obedient unto him. Uh, and so again, not just some textbook answer. Well, hey, here you go. Here's your answer. Go along and be on your way. As much as hey, let me walk this with you. Right. Let me let me be here with you. Um, let me let me be the encouragement in your struggle. Um, it's and it's hard for me because i'm so black and black or white i have very little gray and uh, i do i do some counseling but i'm not a counselor that clearly not my gift because i'm like do this (laughs) i have you know i have i'll have i'll be doing marital counseling and have a guy say well i just i don't love my wife anymore and i'm like well love her right case solved Lover. Problem there you go. Fixed. That's exactly right. Problem so I'm, you know, I'm just like, well, just, just do this. And so based on this question, I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think that's the answer to just give them this, just do this would well, just trust him. Well, yeah, we know ultimately, I mean, that's, that's what it boils down to. You've just got to trust him, but I'm walking with you. I'm, 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 I'm going to do life with you. Um and uh, I'm going to encourage you yeah. and, um you know, you will encourage me and you know you can't argue you can't argue with the body of Christ that is that is uh, being the hands and feet of yeah. Christ in your in your own life so
0: well and you know you mentioned it that it it's work it's a it's a decision that we have to make and we've all heard the statement probably that outlook determines our outcome and attitude determines our action. And, you know, we got to we gotta understand that God is preparing us and growing us to experience a joy in Him that can't be found in anywhere else despite the trials, despite the suffering that we have. Like, God is molding us and making us to be like Him. So I, I think, you know, to answer this question, like, what are some ways to stay hopeful and steadfast? Well, it, we got to understand it's not about the circumstance. It's about what God's doing through that circumstance. And that's a very hard place to be like it's it that's even as a mature christian it's hard to wrap your brain around that in the moment of the the rough circumstance or that suffering
1: well we've got to keep in mind as well god's not so much interested in changing your circumstance he wants to change your life right right and suffering is a great way for for a life change now again i'm one of those and i brought this out in the message i don't believe god causes suffering i don't believe that I mean, nobody's going to sit there and say, "Hey, listen, there was a uh, there was a child that uh, was uh, abused by you know someone in their life, and you know, well, I guess that was just God's will." Are, are you kidding me? No, no, that's not God's will. Uh, you know, God's will is not sin. Uh, you'll never convince me that that is the case. Can God stop anything? Yeah, but when God. When God set this whole world into motion, uh, within the DNA of the world, God said there will be results and consequences because of sin. Mm. And so that's, I mean, that's in the fabric. That's just how it is. And and we know a lot of times uh, we have to suffer or we deal with suffering that comes as a result of a decision that we didn't have anything to do with. And unfortunately, that's that's the fallen world that we live in. But God, God doesn't cause that. God will use that.
0: Yeah, and actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because another question that we got is, you know, is suffering self-inflicted or is it out of our hands or is it a mix of both? And so, I mean, I, you, you answered that previously,
1: but... Yeah, a mix of both. Yeah. No, no doubt. Clearly, there are consequences to our own sin. If I get out uh, on the highway and start driving 90... And uh, and get pulled over, but one of our <laughs> finest. Yeah. Uh, the consequences to that are going to be well. I've got a speeding ticket, and depending on how fast uh, the speed limit was, then who knows? I might have reckless driving. I'm, there might be consequences on my insurance. There can be all kinds of things. Uh, they're direct consequences to my own sin. But then we go back to the kind of the example that I used the previous question. Uh, When it comes to uh, abuse or anything along those lines, I've yet to meet the first person that said, "Man, I sure, sure hope I get abused." Right. No, I mean that—that is a result of somebody else's choice uh, of sin and evil and wickedness. And so, to that question, yeah, some suffering is a direct consequence of our own sin, and then some suffering. We have no control over whatsoever. And again, it just goes back to this is the fabric of the world that we live in, that when the fall of man happened as a result of man choosing sin, then it set all this into motion. Uh, so the answer to that question would be both. Yeah.
0: Um. So uh, – Another another question, we Pastor Steven, we have several questions, and I think that's good. Maybe keep sending the questions. Maybe today we'll we'll answer questions that are related to suffering, and and we may answer, uh, we, we may duplicate some of your answers through some of these questions. But uh, one of the next questions is, does it really ever get easier? I hear both sides of it. Some people say yes, and other people say no. That you just got to keep going no matter what. But does that mean some suffer? And some never stop suffering.
1: It would seem that way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it would seem that way. I don't know. I Honestly, I just don't know. Does it ever get easier? Absolutely not. Um, you know, the more you mature and you grow in your faith, uh, I, I think you do start beginning to understand, hey, God, God, God is going to keep his promise to work this for good. My good and His glory, but even then, maturing in your faith and suffering comes, and you're like, "Oh man, wow! Here's another season of suffering." But I'll tell you, as you as you grow and you mature in your faith, and and I've seen this happen before as well, uh, when 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 folks are maybe approaching their 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 final days, and and the way that they're like, you know what, God's gonna. God's going to bring great good out of this. And by that, they mean, I'm going to meet his very presence. Uh, I'm I'm going to go to heaven. Uh, I'm ready. I'm I'm prepared. Now, I've known folks that otherwise, you know, they will as well, who don't have a relationship with him. They're like, you know what? I'm ready to die. I'm ready for this suffering to be over, Uh, which is, we know, for those that are not in Christ, no, suffering will never end. Suffering. Will be for all eternity, separated from God in a place called, in a place called hell. Does it ever get easier? No, I don't. I don't think it does. I, again, I think I think uh, maybe you can understand just a little bit yeah. more because of experience, yeah. where you look back and you say, you know what, God, God was working in this. Um, you know, do you keep going no matter what? Well, we we got we got to remember that God never intended for us as followers of Christ uh, to be the Lone Ranger. And uh, as my pastor growing up used to say, and the Lone Ranger even had Tonto, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, he he doesn't mean for us to live on an island by ourselves. And man, I'm going to deal with this. No, he's given us. He's given us brothers and sisters in Christ, let's walk this road together and uh, just the great comfort and the great encouragement that you can find uh, doing this thing called life with other people. so so I would say uh, you know keep going no matter what. Does that mean some suffer and never stop suffering? Um, I think it's all in perspective. yeah and it's all in you know uh, walking along with brothers and sisters.
0: So I, I want to read a, a quote, um, and
1: I—is it another one of those Dave Ramsey quotes? No, like, outlook equals outcome, hey, I, that was and attitude equals like, action equals attitude. I and I was trying to write it down. You said, "You said." Now everyone's heard this. I'd never heard never that heard before. That. No, that's Dave Ramsey or something. That's not Dave Ramsey.
0: Okay, I can't tell you where it came from. I don't remember, but. It's in quotations. Anyway, I'll look it up. I'll find out where it came from. There's another quote, not from Dave Ramsey, but um, out of one of the commentaries that we use, probably Warren Wiersbe. Uh, I like that guy. Anyway, God's goal in our life is maturity in him, growth in his likeness. God is preparing us for the day we stand before him. We don't think like this. We think the goal of life is to be successful, to have a nice job, to get a raise, to achieve standing in the world, to attain a certain goal or to have a certain kind of family, then when trials hit in our family, they hit in our work, or with the plans that we have, they devastate us. But if our goal is to know God and be conformed into his likeness, then we can take joy in the trials because we know that no matter how tough these trials are, they are moving us towards our goal of being in him. And that that's maturity in Christ. That requires a God-centered perspective in life, like a radically God centered perspective in life. Like um, and, and you mentioned that, like the suffering and the things that we go through are used for this maturity, like growing in our spiritual walk with Jesus and
1: maturing in our faith. Somebody posed a question to me one time many years ago and uh it, it, it wasn't it wasn't Dave Ramsey. <laughs> They, they, and I like Dave Ramsey, man. If, Maybe he'll if, listen to our podcast. If you're one day. Str- if you're struggling financially, or even if you're not struggling financially, that that Joker right there He's understands, smart. man. He understands how He's to smart. honor God with your with your resources. But the uh, here here was a question that I was posed: Would you rather live a life free of suffering without Christ, or a life full of suffering with Christ? Mm.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a hard one.
1: Well, and again, h- how do you view not a hard one. existence? You know, if you view existence that this life is all there is, then, I mean, you would say, well, I'll take the no suffering, please. But this life's not all there is. Th- th- this life is just a small little drop in the bucket uh, compared to eternity. I mean, we're not even getting started yet. 70, 80, 90, 100 years. We're not even getting started yet. Uh, And and keep in mind this, uh, fellow struggler, fellow soldier of the cross, keep in mind this, when you, I don't even like to use the terminology, graduate from this life, but uh, maybe when you finally shell out from this life, you're going to a place where there will be no more suffering yeah there will be sin will not be there the curse that it brings will not be there uh so it's like the apostle paul you know where he said well uh we're gonna have to suffer but for a little while but for a little while Mm. um so
0: all right so the another question uh what are some ways to be obedient To God's command to rejoice in the midst of your suffering. So what are some ways to be obedient to God's command to rejoice in the midst of suffering?
1: Man, I think, and we we talked about this a little bit in the sermon on Sunday. Uh, I think number one, kind of that old song that we used to sing in church when I was growing up, Count Your Blessings, Name them one by one. Oh, God, give me a heart of gratitude to where I go through every day. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, you know what? Wow. God's hand of protection was in this. God's hand of provision was in this. And so I developed this, uh, this natural ability. I'm going to have a heart of gratitude as I just walk through life. Uh, I would say, secondly, you want to be a part of a body of believers, uh, you you want to gather together and you want to praise His name. You want to exalt Him. Uh, I know I know myself. I, I, I there's certain uh, praise music and uh, that I like to listen to and sing to as I'm driving down the road and uh, that stirs me. That's all birthed out of spending time in God's Word. Uh, likewise, you know I'm, I'm going to have a life of prayer. We, we do the worst thing we can when we find ourselves in suffering, and I would even say uh, in disobedience. And, and those, don't, those don't always go hand in hand, okay? Right. But the first thing we do when I'm in unrepentant sin or I find myself in a season of suffering, whether it's the consequences of my sin or I had no choice in it whatsoever, uh, first I want to disengage with the body of Christ. So I'm going to quit going. I'm going to quit going to worship. I'm going to quit going to small group. I'm going to quit studying the Bible. I'm going to quit praying. And well, I just don't really feel like that, yeah, yeah, that's the battle against the flesh. We, we need that. We need that. Um, and so I would say the way that you are being obedient to that is uh, to rejoice in the midst of suffering it's just that. I'm going to praise his name. Not praising him for the pain, <laughs> not praising him for uh, you know the times of tribulation, but it is, God, I praise you that even though I'm walking through this valley of suffering, I do not walk alone. Mm. Yeah. You're, you're with me. I, I praise you that your grace. Mm. We talked about this, I think a little bit in the sermon on Sunday, yeah. we kind of had this attitude of grace. Yeah, man, I drank the cup of grace. I'm forgiven. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, baptized, you know, washed in the water and whatever that song is that we sing. And all right, man, grace, the Holy Ghost. that's it. Grace, grace. Yeah. I've, I've, I've already had that. Thank God. Grace is forgiving me in my sins. Absolutely. But grace continues day by day by yeah. day in our lives. Yeah. And so I'm walking in the valley, I think, uh, David says, of uh, the shadow of death. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't remember, uh, I don't know how often we walk through a valley to where death is right next to it, that it's casting a shadow over the top. Yeah. Um, and here's what he said, I'm not going to be afraid, because you're with me. You're, you're, you're with me. Hey, I'm in the valley. <laughs> but God you're 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 right there and you are sufficient sufficient so again that would pose the question would I would I rather be in the valley of suffering and have Jesus with me than on the mountaintop of pleasure and have Christ not there when you talk about the presence of of God and the fact
0: that he is is with us like I I can't help but you know I, I, I I'm thinking of the people that I minister to, and you know it's it's something that they've probably heard their entire life. You know, God is especially if they've been in church longer than longer than a few minutes. Like you've heard, you know, God is with you; He never leaves or forsakes you. And like if if we could just rest in the fact that man, the creator of the universe, is with us he is sustaining us he is our comfort and our joy and our peace and he gives that grace man that 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 is a man. that's a moment to take a deep breath and just be thankful for what god is doing like if we just rest in that and we forget we forget that the god of the universe is with us that he is our presence he is what we need he is who we need and we
1: we sit back and try to do it on our own and well and and don't neglect don't neglect these things that we mentioned when you find yourself in seasons that do not have suffering, yeah, yeah. the time to prepare for suffering <laughs> is is well, when you are on the mountain. Right. right. Uh, Yet yeah, we do it right the opposite. Hey, everything's right. going good. I really don't need to pray today. Yeah. Uh, I got no difficulties, no problem. I'm, hey, God, no, that's all right, God. I don't, yeah. I don't need to spend any time with you. Uh, church, are you kidding me? Church, you just, you're just you just a part of church when you're having to deal with a troubled teenager, Right. Right. It's it's crazy how we focus that way. I, I use this illustration, and I just I love sports and stuff. But it'd be the equivalent of uh, let's say a team's getting beat up in the trenches, uh, you know the the lines uh, the line of scrimmage during the game because the other team is so much stronger than them. And so halftime happens, and the coach takes them into the locker room and says, "Here's what here's what we're going to do for the next twenty minutes of halftime. We're going to lift. Get in there, guys. Get on the weights." We got to get we got to get ready for the second half. We know that'd be foolish because, I mean, it would it would counteract any amount of strength that they had. But don't we approach suffering that way? Uh, We we approach, um, you know, being knocked around and just the uh, uh, the difficulties of life. And, uh, you know, this has happened and that has happened. And so now in the midst of this. That's when I'm really going to gravitate towards those things that I know I need to be doing. Uh, no, I mean, let, let create a life of that, a life of that, and uh, and so when the hard times come, and they will come, they will come. And let me just say this, because I know that there, there are folks that are listening to us that look around at other people and they think, well, man, they have no trouble at all. They've got. they're really good at hiding it yeah they're very good at hiding it i have been in i've been called to multi-million dollar homes with just extravagant cars in the driveway that i even felt i felt a little ashamed parking my car there you know what i'm saying and i go in and you would sit there and think wow what a life Mm. and there's great brokenness yeah. because again whether you put your whether you put your hope in in things of this world or the pursuit of things of this world you're you're gonna end up empty every single time
0: um so the the last question that we have and uh, I, I don't I'm reading the question I know you have the question as well but I don't I don't know how. I don't know how we answer this one, um, but the the question is, why do children go through suffering at young ages that continues through their adulthood,
1: and that's tragic. Yeah uh, there there is there is nothing more uh, that I struggle with than somebody uh, taking advantage of the innocent in the week. Uh, I have a hard time. That's, that's one of those areas. God is still working on me because I fight. Didn't. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you, you read in the gospels, you I mean, some of the harshest words that mm. Jesus had yeah. were for those who were taking advantage of the naive and the young and those who could not take up for themselves, uh, You know, why do children go through suffering and then that continues through their adulthood? Uh, So many times, so many times hurt people will hurt people. Yeah. And uh, if they find themselves not uh, not receiving the help that they need and using it as a situation to draw closer to Christ then unfortunately, many times it's a it's that vicious cycle that will continue on. I mean you'll see this, you'll sit there and see somebody who was abused as a child and uh, then they will grow up and they abuse yeah. their children and it will continue to the next generation. Now, that's not always the case, not right. always the case um, but many times it is. I would say this, I would say there's 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 always hope and there's always, Help, and uh, you know, I would say if there's somebody that finds themselves in a situation, like, you know what, I am just desperately suffering and hurting, and I feel like I'm in this all alone. Um, by all means, please re- reach out, reach out to us. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, the email address is is it podcast at highlandpark dot org. And there's also an info at highlandpark.org okay. org too. So yeah, send us there's, an email and. Let us let us try to walk with you through this pathway and try to come to that point. Uh, I will say this: there was kind of kind of off the heels of that, uh, there was a question that um, uh, that I don't I don't know that we necessarily talked a whole lot about. But what are some worldly ways of coping with suffering that are against the yeah. Bible? And uh, here here's the way I would answer that: <laughs> anything that is contrary to your faith and trust growing in Christ uh, a lot uh, naturally you think of addiction issues yeah people who will sit there and the first thing they want to do is numb the pain mm. and if that means I'm going to numb it through a bottle or if I'm gonna numb it through a pill and there are folks that will even uh, they will uh, abuse prescription medication and I just want to make it where I cannot hurt anymore yeah. and um, unfortunately they're they're setting themselves up for a great hurt and so um, I get that I get why they do that they're just they're just so tired of the pain, feeling the pain always comes back yeah the pain does yeah it always comes back and what happens is the thing that numbs it it's going to take more the next time to numb yeah. it and more the next time to numb it uh, or I mean you could look at any abuse uh, relationships yeah you know uh, sex Anything in the world, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try th- to use things of this world to maybe give me what is a momentary uh, relief, but not a long term relief. And uh, the the only way for that to happen is is I come to the point where I realize I can't help myself, and I am god i I need your help i want i want you to bring healing i want my hope to be found in you and then understand and look for avenues because there are all kinds of great christian organizations out there and christian counselors out there and churches that can come alongside and try to try to walk with you through this process but it it really is it is a it is a mind change and a heart change, and for some, I mean, there's no such thing as the cookie cutter. Uh, you, some it happens quickly; yeah. others, it is a long, long, long goal. But he, it starts with I have a problem, and I can't, I can't fix it, and so I need some help. Yeah, and I, and
0: I think we'll wrap it up with you know saying what we said earlier that you know, understanding that the suffering and the things that we go through, God is using that to mold us and make us um, grow in our maturity in him. And we have to have a radically God-centered perspective. And that'll that'll change the way we view these things. That'll change the way we handle these things. Um, again, having a radically God-centered perspective in our life.
1: Well, and keep sending your questions. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, that, that just, it helps us go a little bit deeper, lets us know, what uh the person that's watching online or watching uh, in the worship center is what they're what they're asking what they're thinking where they where they want to navigate next yeah and these are like these are real people
0: asking these questions that are going through these things so that tells us man you're not alone in these the stuff that we're dealing with like these these are actual questions from real live people that have sent these in so we thank you for those questions keep sending them. Pastor Stephen, again, thank you, as always, for your time. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Have a good day.
1: Hi, this is Pastor Stephen Kyle, and I want to thank you today for listening to our Unchangeable Truth podcast. Our prayer is that you have been challenged as well as encouraged as we study God's Word verse by verse. If you're ever in the Panama City area, we would love for you to come and worship with us in person at Highland Park Baptist Church, 2611 Highway 231 North in Panama City. If you want to learn more about our ministry and about our church, we would encourage you to go to our website www.highland and that's H I L A N D park org. If you have any questions or any comments about today's podcast, feel free to shoot us an email at info at highlandpark.org. That's H-I-L-A-N-D-P-A-R-K dot org. Our prayer is that you would continue to draw close to God. And if you don't know Christ as Lord and Savior, please reach out to us and let us share with you the greatest story that's ever been told. God bless.